I want to talk to you about who's coming over for dinner. Who's coming over for dinner? Okay. As you know, this is Thanksgiving week. We want you guys to enjoy it. We want you guys to just uh, encounter the presence of God, enjoy your family, your friends, whatever you do for Thanksgiving. I hope that you have a great meal, right? That you save some good leftovers for your pasta. Amen. So today, I want to talk to you about the fact that Jesus is coming over for dinner. He's coming over for your Thanksgiving get-together. Are you okay with that? You okay with that? This is what Revelation chapter 3 says to us. Let's go to that slide and let's read that together. Behold, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Right, this is the Lord now saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I stand at the door of what? The door of each and every one of our hearts. If you open the door, I'll come in and I'll dine with you and you with me. It's an incredible portion of scripture that teaches us that Jesus is seeking to have communion with us. Okay? The question is, what's our disposition to Jesus when he knocks on our door? Do we, A, celebrate and say, hey, come in? Do we, you know, act like we're not there? You know when everything is super mega loud in the house, kids are throwing the pots and the pans on Saturday morning, all of a sudden the JWs knock on the door, the Jehovah Witnesses knock on the door, and you scream real loud, kids be quiet, turn off the TV! And they knock for like five minutes, right? You feel all of a sudden afraid in your own home, it shouldn't be that way, it's your home, okay? It's not right, it's not right. So, you know, how... how how welcome is Jesus into our home? Do we kind of open the door and stand at the door and say, hey, Jesus, glad you're here. What can I help you with? Or are we saying, Jesus, you can come in and you can get comfortable? Well, there's someone in the Bible, there's someone in the scripture that welcomed Jesus into his home, but didn't necessarily welcome him. And I want to read that portion of scripture today. That's found, again, in Luke chapter 7, verse 36 on down. It reads this way. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. Now, alabaster was very expensive. Alabaster was a year's wage. This perfume is it's about a year's wage perfume. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair, uh, the hair of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with an ointment. Now, there's a lot of cultural things happening here. Here's a woman who was a sinner. Uh, we, can, we can assume that everybody in the culture understood that she was living a lifestyle that wasn't honoring to God, right? And in that lifestyle... Uh, she, she probably, most scholars would say assume that she gained wages in an unhealthy and ungodly way. Yes, she bought with all that she had this alabaster oil, right? With all that she had, she went into the Pharisee's home unkept with her hair loose, which is not really an acceptable cultural thing. And she begins to weep over the feet of Jesus. She begins to anoint the feet of Jesus and use her hair as a rag. To dry the feet of Jesus. Now how many of y'all think that's ex extravagant? Isn't that radical? That's super radical. Now, when the, when, the, uh, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to him, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him. For she is a sinner. 
And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, this is the Pharisee, not to be confused with Peter. He said, Simon, let me tell you something. Let's talk about something. And he answered, go ahead, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both of them. Now which of them will love him more? And Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came into this house, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So incredible portion of, story, uh, of scripture. Let's talk about the context there. The Pharisee invited Jesus to dinner, and it's one, it was one of those invites, like, yeah, we'd love to have you over for dinner sometime, right? It was a cultural thing throughout the time to welcome teachers who were influential to come into your home. That didn't necessarily mean that you were in agreement with them or that you wanted them in your house. And this Pharisee certainly didn't want Jesus in the home. And you can tell by the things that he communicated without saying them. He said all the right things but had all the wrong nonverbal communication. Anybody ever heard the right things told to you, but all the nonverbal communication told you something different? <laughs> they said 80 to 85% of communication is nonverbal, right? So this Pharisee was able to say the right things, but everything he did in action communicated that Jesus was not welcome. Now, I don't want to talk about this woman. We're going to talk about her two weeks from now and about her actions and what, you know, what her life reflects or, or, or what her praise was like. But I want to talk about Simon and his disposition toward Jesus. Jesus said, look at this woman. Look at what she's done for me. Let's talk about this parable. Who's going to love more? Well, the one who's been forgiven much. And then he dives into uh, describing Simon's condition. He says, look, Simon, this is all your nonverbal communication. This is how I know I'm not welcomed into your home. Number one, I came in and you gave me no water for my feet. Number one. This was such a common practice for the Jew. And I'll tell you why. Tables were about this high. Okay? And when the Jews would sit to eat together, they would sit like this. So it's very common that Jesus possibly was sitting like this or even kneeling like this where his seat were behind him. Notice the story says that the woman was behind Jesus crying and weeping over his feet. We have the privilege of, you know, we see these tables and we assume that she's in front of him like this. But Jesus was probably sitting like this, reclining with his feet away from the table. Okay, why? Because you don't want your feet close to the table, the food that you're eating. And it was common that you would give water. Why? Because your feet are dirty because they're wearing sandals. They had no Jordans then. Right? And so it was a common practice that you would give this. So Jesus was not even given water to wash his feet. In other words, you're welcome, but don't get too comfortable. Secondly, Jesus says, you, when I came in, you gave me no kiss, but this woman has to stop kissing my feet. It was a custom. It was a regular custom to kiss the person you welcome into the home. It's as, as if it were an embrace and a welcome. 
and as, as a sign of respect as you bring someone into your home. This man did not do this. It's something that you would do commonly. He didn't do this to Jesus, but this woman came in, sent by God, right? And she does what, what Simon the Pharisee was incapable of doing, right? What was he incapable of doing? Giving God the honor that he rightly deserved at that time. And then thirdly, says, you gave me no oil. You gave me no oil to anoint my head with. And this woman took this alabaster oil that is about a year's wage. It's very interesting here because, again, this was so expensive. It, 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 it cost even more so than the price Judas asked for for Jesus or the price Judas took for Jesus. Interesting how we value the Lord. Right. And you gave him he was given no oil. And uh, and so and this woman uh, has anointed my feet with oil. And, and Jesus didn't declare some things to this woman about her faith uh, being a salvation to her and so forth. It wasn't about her works. It was about her faith and the work that already took place in her heart. But now let's focus on Simon. Simon's disposition before the Lord was this. You can come into my home, but you're not welcome. You can come into my home. But I am not embracing or welcoming you or showing any affection toward you. You can come into my home, but I am not giving you the best that I have at the table. Okay? So what's our disposition before Jesus' Thanksgiving? More than likely, you're going to have a family get-together or you're going to be around with friends or with your loved ones. The question that I want to ask you is, are you aware that Jesus is with you as in the way that you treat others, in the way you are with your family, with your friends, in the way you behave at Thanksgiving, are you aware that Jesus is wanting to hang out with you? And are you aware that you have to be mindful of your disposition toward Jesus, even during Thanksgiving? So I want to welcome you today, this Thanksgiving, to not be like Simon. And I want you to know something. Simon was a follower of Jesus to a certain extent. This Simon the Pharisee wasn't like one of those Pharisees completely denied Jesus. He had made a level of commitment toward Jesus, yet that level of commitment wasn't displayed in a way that honored God. And can I say something? We can be committed to Christ and not give Jesus the glory that he deserves at our table. We can be committed to Jesus and not give him the glory that he deserves in our home. So let's, let's be aware of the fact that Jesus is knocking on our door and that he's welcoming us to welcome him into communion. So number one, how should we prepare for Jesus and have the right, what, what does it look like to have the right disposition before Jesus? Number one, welcome him by giving him water. Tell the Lord, yes, you can come in and we give you permission to get comfortable in this house. You know, that awkward prayer right before dinner? <clears throat> well, I guess we got to do this. It's something that ought to be done, right? In a sense, that's like uh, we welcome you here, but you're not really well. Don't get too comfortable. This ain't about you. This is about the turkey. This is about the bread. And, of course, I'm making it a temple of a Thanksgiving dinner, but, but I'm talking about all of life, right? Jesus is not just someone that we should welcome with our verbal communication, but everything about our nonverbal communication should say, Jesus, we welcome you to come in through the door, and we welcome you to get comfortable here. Are you with me? Secondly, secondly, let's not only welcome Jesus, let's not only welcome Jesus to come in and get comfortable, but secondly, 
Let's be affectionate towards the Lord. Let's be affectionate towards the Lord. Let's let's let a manifestation of our appreciation to Jesus be something that is seen and felt when we get together with our loved ones. Notice Simon wasn't ready for that. But this woman did something extremely radical. It was so radical that it was really offensive. And Simon at that point began to separate himself from Jesus because he said if he knew who this woman was, he wouldn't allow this to be happening. And and without him knowing, he was laying a verdict on a woman when really the verdict was on his heart. I know that this looks radical to you, Jesus was basically saying to him. I know that this seems unreal to you that this is happening, but who's going to do it? Because you have it, and this is your home. Isn't that incredible? Jesus calls us to show a manifest, to, to, to display our affection towards him. And I want you to think about that today. What does that look like in your own life? What does that look like in your own home? What is that going to look like in Thanksgiving? What's that going to look like throughout the holidays? When people come into your home, is, do they say, wow, these people are very affectionate. These people are very thankful. These people are people who radically give Jesus a place in their home. Are you affectionate towards the Lord? Have you shown your affection towards the Lord in the way that you treat others, in the way that you welcome others? Have you shown your affection towards the Lord in the way that you speak of him, in the way that your life is lined up to his, to his values? And then third, the third thing here is welcome the Lord Jesus. Welcome the Lord Jesus to your thanksgiving by bringing out the best and giving him the best. Now, it was coming for an oil that was like a had a honey kind of a scent to be given. I don't know if you know, remember the psalm, you anointed my head with oil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Right? That anointing was almost like a refresher, just like you and I would wash our face, right, and, and our hands, and then we'd go to the table, right? Uh, this is kind of like a refresher, like uh, uh, something that was given so that people can, uh, in a sense, just... Okay, put the things of work and the things on our minds behind and take the time to have communion around the people with the people who are around the table with us. And uh, and again, Simon didn't give Jesus, didn't welcome Jesus in that special way. That was very common. But for us, but this woman did by anointing his feet with oil. When we come, can I encourage you this this Thanksgiving when you get together with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones? Can I encourage you to somehow, some way, pray and ask the Lord, Lord, how can I make this Thanksgiving a time where I give you, where I give you the glory? How can I make this Thanksgiving a time where the thing that we take away from it the most is that you are present? Think about this expensive perfume about a year's wage perfume. Think about how potent that perfume must have been, right? You know, you ever had, there's some perfume that if you pray, spray it more than twice, you're like, whoa, what is going on, right? It's like this woman broke the jar open and poured it on Jesus' feet. And it must have been an aroma that covered that entire house, There is no way that anybody walked away from that scene and thought of anything else. 
As a matter of fact, Jesus said in another portion, this is going to be talked about forever and ever and like ever, right? So I want you to think about it. This Thanksgiving season, what can you do that will be so extravagant, that will be so radical, that those people who surround you at the table would say, truly, that Thanksgiving was about Jesus. Truly, this Thanksgiving, the guest of honor was the Lord. Truly, what mattered most was the presence of Jesus, not the food. Amen. Would you stand with me today? So Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock, and whoever opens, I will come in, and I will dine with them. Amen. And I believe strongly that Jesus is your guest of honor this Thanksgiving. Maybe, you you know, Thanksgiving is not a holiday you look forward to because of how messy relationships are in your family or whatever it may be. Maybe this Thanksgiving is not Thanksgiving is not something you look forward to, or maybe maybe it is. I don't know, but I want to give you something to look forward to this Thanksgiving season, and I would say this Christmas season. Take this and apply this to this Christmas season. I want you to look forward to something. Look forward to this. Jesus is standing at the door, and he knocks, and he's looking for someone that would welcome welcome him. Some would say, "Well, I have welcomed him. I've, I've given him my life, Pastor." already welcomed him but are we welcoming him with our nonverbal communication right we say this all the time this is wrong in marriage if we tell our spouses i love you and i'll tell you if something changes about that but since nothing's changed i haven't told you anything different right that's not that's not appropriate right our spouses need to hear they need to see our love in the same way we can say, Jesus, you're welcome here, but what, what are our nonverbal communi- what is our nonverbal communication saying about whether we welcome Jesus in our home or not? That makes sense? Are you with me? L- let me let me clarify. The way that we treat others, how is that welcoming Jesus? The way we treat our families, how does that welcome Jesus? The way we speak of him. How does that welcome Jesus? The things we offer to him. How does that welcome Jesus? I don't know what that looks like in your life, but I'll tell you what, I'm convicted. Right? There are things in my life that I say, hey, for sure, Lord, there are things I need to do better this holiday season to welcome your presence. Hey, for sure, Lord, there are things that I need to do better to welcome your presence in all of life. Amen. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you that um, you didn't give up on Simon and you didn't discard him. uh, But, Lord, you took that opportunity to teach him how to rightly welcome you. And this Thanksgiving season, we want you to be the guest of honor. We want our hearts to light up at the idea that you want to commune with us. We want to light up. Because regardless of our circumstances, if we have you, we have everything we need. So, Lord, teach us to welcome you into our home. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Even right now with, with our, as, as we stand here and, and we're praying, you may say, you know what, Pastor, I realize that I've welcomed Jesus verbally. I've opened the door to Jesus in my life verbally. But really the way that I'm living says, you're welcome, but don't get too comfortable now. Don't be going into that fridge. Definitely don't go into that drawer. Whatever you do, don't go into that closet. Right? Maybe we say, Jesus, we welcome you, but we're not ready for you to come into certain areas of our lives. And you realize that that's not enough. That's not welcoming Jesus. So you're here today and you're saying, I want to not only open the door to Jesus, I also want to learn to say, get comfortable. Get comfortable in my heart. Do away whatever needs to be done away with. Feel free opening every door. Feel free opening every closet door. Get in the fridge. Do whatever you want, Jesus. I want to give you permission to get comfortable in my life. I want to give you permission to get comfortable this Thanksgiving season, this holiday season. I give you permission. If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you're at? Yes, Lord. So many. Lord, so many. Father, I thank you that your Holy Spirit will come in and will show us how to bring water to your feet. How to make sure that you're comfortable. <laughs> how to make sure that you're comfortable. Thank you that there are some things that you kick out of our lives. You just, you just deliver us from. But then there are things you call us to get out of our lives. And not make ready in our lives. So we want to make water ready for you. We want to make room for you to be comfortable in our hearts. And so I pray that you would teach each and every one of us, whatever that may look like, God, whatever that may look like, teach us. Teach us to say, come in and get comfortable. Teach us to say, mi casa, tu casa. <laughs> teach us to say, have your way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Some are here today and you want to take that assignment and you're saying, you know what? I want this Thanksgiving to be a Thanksgiving where Jesus is super glorified. I want him to be glorified. I want to show him my affection and I want to offer him the best that I have when he comes to the table. And I want the fragrance of his presence to fill the room. I, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm giving permission to Jesus right now to fill my mind with a creative way to bless him this holiday season. If that's you, right where you're at, would you raise your hand right where you're at? Yes, God. Yes, God. Lord, I thank you. Lord, begin to take over every area of our lives. This holiday season is not about us being Americans. This holiday season, it's about us being Christians, believers in you. Let this holiday season be filled with traditions that it sought you over everything. Lord God, let this holiday season be a, a season that exalts you over, over all traditions. And may the traditions that we have in our lives, God, not only reflect our country, but God, reflect our devotion to you, Jesus. There are people who raise their hands and say, I want to get creative. How do I honor God and bless God? How do I praise the Lord? How do I... Take these, this holiday season and be creative and give Jesus the glory. Lord, thank you for giving visions and dreams to your people. Lord, I, I thank you. I think of La the Lao team in Laos. They, they, they took a Christmas tree and set it up with lights. And people from the surrounding city were like, what is that about? And they used the Christmas 
tree to tell the story of Jesus and bring many to you. Lord, I don't know how we can share your good news or how we can reflect your glory or show our affection and appreciation in a creative way this holiday season. But Lord, we pray, have your way. Show us. Anoint us. We pray that whatever uh, takes place this holiday season, that it would be so that it would be so extravagant and radical that it would be remembered always by you. That you would say, now that gives me the glory. That gives me the glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, would you raise your hand with me? Hallelujah. May the Lord lead us from being Simons, who partially welcomed Jesus, to being this woman who vulnerably blesses the Lord and says, Lord, have your way. May your life be an extravagant display of affection and worship to Jesus. And let it always give Jesus the glory in all things, in all things. Happy Thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Amen. Amen.